Welcome to the Rankings, the podcast that answers the age-old question, what's the best movie from 2017? I'm Danny Weiser, and with me as always is my co-host and the Logan to my Logan Lucky, Ty McGowan. What's up, dude? What's up? What's going on? That's interesting. I figured you would go uh, with some kind of character difference, but uh, I like the uh, Logan to my Logan Lucky. That was a good one. I, I, I like that one. Yeah, I... You'll you'll see why in a few minutes, like when we start to get through our list. I just, for some reason, think it's very funny that two of my favorite movies of the year were titled <laughs> Logan and Logan Lucky. Well, you know, like Batman sh- said in our in our last episode, I do resemble a uh, very superhero physique, so it makes sense for you to compare me to uh, to Logan God, instead of every, Logan Lucky. <laughs> is this gonna happen? Is this gonna happen every week, yep. dude? <laughs> I can't do this every week. I can't. As soon as Shane said it, I was like, "No, dude, his Ty's head's gonna explode. He's already just so full of him." And it, it, this is such a bad thing. It will come up later because there is a Chris Evans movie on my list. So, God, I'm miserable already. I'm so ready to just quit this podcast. All right. Uh, so obviously, this week we're talking. 2017 movies dude this is such a good year yeah one of the best years of all time maybe yeah i think i think this was like we talked a lot about 2019 being a really good year i think this year's like way better like we were talking earlier and uh on our we both have letterbox and and all my letterbox like all the way down to 32 i think i have four and five star movies i mean this it's crazy good year is so hard i wish we could do a top 25, but obviously we don't want to bore our listeners to death and make a two-hour yeah. episode. We already bore them with our top 13, <laughs> so I imagine a top 25 would just be torture. So, uh, but yeah, I, it's it's this and 2019 are my two favorite movie years of all time. And yeah. the fact that they happened so recently are so crazy. This is also, this is the first year I started caring at all about movies. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, we talk all the time about how I haven't seen any older movies. Right. Um, a lot of it is, like, I just didn't watch movies growing up. <laughs> Wasn't really my thing. Um, even, like, in high school and, like, after high school, I just, like, I sure, I would go to the movies every now and then, but I didn't, like, start caring. I never, like, watched the Oscars or paid attention to any of that stuff. And then for some reason in 2017, uh, I think I discovered going to the movies by myself and how much I enjoyed that. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, I could just do this like all the time uh, and uh, keep up with like I now I obviously enjoy keeping up with new movies and stuff. But 2017 is really what started that. So, yeah, such a such a good year. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it was it was heartbreaking making this list. I mean, there's stuff I had to kick out that I'm regretting right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is one. this is definitely one of those fluid lists. Like you ask me in a week and my list might look different, but this is, uh, this is how it feels right now. Yeah. But, uh, if you're ready, I say we just get right into it. Yeah. I'm ready to go. All right. I'm list A this week. So I'll start with my honorable mentions. My first one is wind river. Um, oh, yeah. directed okay. by Taylor Sheridan, uh, starring Kelsey Asbel as Natalie and Jeremy Renner as Corey Lambert. That's the story of a hunter on a Native American reservation in Wyoming that helps the FBI investigate the murder of a girl who lives on the reservation. Um, I'm not generally super into suspense type movies. Yeah. Like the suspense thriller mystery isn't generally my type of genre. Uh, but for some reason, Taylor Sheridan is incredible. <laughs> yeah, he really is. These kinds of movies, like it's this and Hell or High Water, and um, Sicario. And this movie is just so good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Whatever. 
Uh, <laughs> this movie just like the whole time I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm not normally that type of movie watcher. Um, yeah. It's just so interesting. And the setting that they were in, like just the, the snowy, like never ending plains of this Wyoming native American reservation that yeah. just felt like, felt like another world uh, entirely. Like it's like made it that much more terrifying. I feel like he's like made it, like you understood why they had to bring in this this hunter to to show them around. Um, yeah, yeah, the movie Wind River is so good. Yeah, uh, that's coming up later on my list, so I'll save my comments. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I figured it's more of a U type movie than me, but it's it's so good. Yeah. Uh, my next honorable mention is Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, directed by Patty Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Um, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys about Wonder Woman. It's a, Story of Diana Prince, who's an Amazonian superhero woman, and yeah. uh, she's rad. And it's by far the best movie that DC has ever made in their yeah. DC extended universe. Easily, like, yeah. Not including the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, probably. I, I would have the Dark Knight trilogy above this. Yeah, but, but that like, that, that doesn't count out. towards the, the DCEU or whatever whatever kind yeah. of acronym they have yeah. for it. No. <laughs> whatever the weirdly defined DC <laughs> universe is. Uh, by far the best thing that they've ever done. Love a superhero movie, and they finally got one right. Such an interesting character, perfect casting. Not a whole lot to say about. Yeah, uh, yeah that was that could pro- that might have been higher on my list if so. I didn't go see it in theaters because it was just like mm-hmm. I don't want to go see. I don't want to go spend more money on watching crappy DC movies. Because you're just, sexist. Yeah, you hate, and I also women, so I also wanna, do yeah. hate women a lot. Uh, yeah. But I just. <laughs> I just did not want to spend money to go watch a crappy DC movie. And then I saw it when it came out uh, to rent and I could just watch it at home. And I was just like, crap, I really wish I would have seen that in theaters because <laughs> yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah, you really goofed. It's so good. Um, and the last one on my list is Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, starring Daisy Ridley as Rey and Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, among a bunch of other uh, people. Uh, in this movie, it's visually stunning. We've already talked about it, like in our Star Wars episode we right. did with Brian Gill. Um, there's not not a whole lot to say uh, about it, other than like for me, any Star Wars is good Star Wars, right. and this to me is really good Star Wars. Uh, and so, is it one of the 13 best movies of the year? Probably not. Um, but it's high. It's very high on my favorites list, and you know that these lists are like uh, a mix of my favorites and the best uh, yeah. movies. Uh, and so it had had to show up at least in the honorable mentions of my list. Yeah, I leaned. Uh, I usually lean a little bit more towards uh, towards best and away from favorites. So that did not make my list. If it, if I was leaning more towards mm-hmm. uh, favorites, it probably would have made my honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, what are your honorable mentions? So my first honorable mention is The Rider. Have you seen this one? I feel like nobody has. No, I've I've heard a lot about it. I know it's a Chloe Zhao movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've heard from a million people that I need to see it and that I would love it. It was one of those that I remember in 2017. I was trying to nail down my end of year list, uh, and like I was watching a ton of movies in December, like I do every December right. to catch up. Yeah, uh, and I couldn't find a way to watch it, and it's still kind of hard to find unless yeah. you just want to pay to rent it. Yeah, it's uh, so Kent from Mad About Movies talked a lot about this 
about this during 2017 and I had to go see it. And obviously, yeah, Chloe Zhao directed it and everyone, whoever is listening to this and doesn't know who Chloe Zhao is, you will know within the next year because she has no bad nomad land coming up which is everybody's piping that up to be an oscar worthy movie and then she's also directing uh the eternals movie for marvel yeah so um so this movie is about um a horse like rodeo rider i don't know if he was doing barrels or if he was roping something like that but um it's about a guy who injures his head um and can't ride anymore and the the way she came up with this story is when she was filming uh, her first movie songs, my brothers taught me, she met this guy, Brady Landrew or Jan, Jan drew who the same thing happened to him. And he's the lead actor in the movie. And there's no, wow. there's no like actors in this movie. They're all real people. And I think if there were like a few, a few of the roles, if there were actors in it, then I think it would have been a little bit better because like when it doesn't hit you can kind of be like oh this they're not real actors they're not like this is not yeah. their profession and then when it when they're good it's like wow that's like some of the realest stuff i've ever seen cuz like in the movie brady's like his real father plays his father his his real sister who's mentally challenged plays his sister um but it's like it's so heartbreaking just like watching him like all he wants to do is ride a horse and he literally can't do that but it's so good and brady jandrew is i i can't believe he was this good and had never acted before in his entire life it was so awesome yeah it sounds like a movie that i would really love and then never watch again um, yeah but i i did look it up because of course i don't listen uh, when you talk normally <laughs> so i i looked it up while you're talking it's still not streaming anywhere you've got to pay to rent it uh, on a streaming service yeah which i probably will do the next time i'm in a sad boy mood this sounds like it, it would be yeah. right at my alley i just haven't been lately yeah it's uh i might have might have not paid for the rental and found it by other means but you know it's yeah well i'm i'm an honest honest <laughs> citizen so All right, okay. your next honorable mention my next one is a uh, good time the uh robert pattinson movie have you seen this no, oh, I'm dude, sorry. it's so good. So uh, it was directed by the Safdie brothers, who directed uh, Uncut Gems yeah. with Adam Sandler, and I think this is uh-huh. way better than Uncut Gems. Um, so it's basically Robert Pattinson, and he's robbing, uh, robbing places with his mentally challenged brother, and he's just on the run the entire time. And one of the Safdie brothers plays robert pattinson's brother in the movie um and it's so good i've i found this when i was because i i didn't watch this when it came out in 2017 but when they announced robert pattinson was going to be the next batman i was like maybe i should go like watch some of his other movies because i've only seen him in harry potter and twilight so (laughs) so i went back and watched this and i'm very excited for robert pattinson to be the next batman after seeing this movie yeah i really like robert pattinson yeah i the only movies that he hasn't done great in is the twilight movies and that wasn't his fault at all right yeah like nobody could have acted well in the garbage that was the <laughs> that was the twilight movies but he's so good yeah. um and this is another one that i think would be right up my alley um uncut gems was a movie that i loved everything about it except the story that they were telling me like, right yeah, i yeah. loved i loved the direction style i loved the writing i loved the acting i loved like the way it was shot like i all of that was like top notch a plus to me i just did not like 
the story <laughs> yeah. that they were telling me, and so it was hard for me to latch onto that movie. And so, like, if it was like made in a similar style to Uncut Gems, but was maybe a story I was more into, I could see that me loving this movie. I it's one of those that just kind of slipped through for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I th- I like it a lot better than Uncut Gems. Um, and I really liked Uncut yeah. Gems. So, um, okay. So my yeah. third honorable right, mention awesome. is. And you're going to be surprised that this landed in my honorable mention and not in my top ten. But Spider-Man: Homecoming. So. Oh wow! Yeah, I know you're a you're a huge Spider-Man nerd. Yeah, I'm a huge Spidey guy, but I just can't. Like I said, I'm making these lists with the mindset of I want to make it the best list, not my favorite list. And this is the one where I gave it a little bit of leeway and let it slip into my honorable mentions. Uh, but yeah, Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker ever. And it's just as By simple far, as that. Not even close. Um, and it was just so fun. Just Spider-Man Homecoming was so fun. Um, it's like a, you know, fun high school movie, but, you know, Spider-Man. It was great. Yeah. Really, really like this movie. I think... Uh, not showing up in my list later, and I think it's it got edged out by just other superhero movies that were better. Right. Like I feel weird putting multiple superhero movies in a top ten list, yeah. Uh, just because it's, you know, I love superhero movies. Like they're some of the most fun movies out there to watch. But like putting a bunch of them in my top ten at the end of the year list just feels weird. So this one got edged out. But I did love this one a lot. Yeah, there was. Uh, I was going through Letterbox today, and I was looking at some of the reviews of some of my movies. And I think it might have been Ethan in the Discord, um, like comment, like it was some movie review, and he was like, "This movie was so good." I'm just, or 2017 was such a good year, and I think I only watched superhero movies in theaters, and I was like, "That is so true." There were so <laughs> many superhero movies that came out yeah, this year, pretty much, and it ruled. Um, yeah, that's a good one. All right, let's uh, let's jump into our actual list at this point. If you're if you're ready to go, yeah, I'm good to go. My number ten is "Call Me by Your Name," Ooh. Uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Sorry for how I just pronounced that. Um, starring Army Hammer as Oliver and Timothy Chalamet my as boy. Elio. My boy Timmy uh, C. In <laughs> In 1980s Italy, romance blossoms between a 17-year-old student and the older man hired as his father's research assistant. Um, the setting of this movie is beautiful. Yeah. Like you're in a villa in the Italian countryside, and like all it makes you want to do is go to Italy, hang out in someone's backyard, reading a book. Like it's just the most like beautiful, like blissful, like yeah. thing I could ever imagine. Um, I this is so this movie's so hard to put into words because I'm right. not smart like I'm, not a, I'm not a movie reviewer like i'm not eloquent enough to describe movies uh, and like the way that they make me feel the emotions they bring out of me like i just don't have that in me uh, and this one's especially kind of hard to describe it's just there's love and confusion and angst and passion and uh if i was smarter i could explain it better but this movie is so beautiful timothy chalamet just absolutely crushes it he's as so always stinking yeah. good in this movie yeah absolutely um i'm also a big timmy c fan although i don't i'm not nearly as obsessed with him as you are um <laughs> but this movie's this movie's really really great um yeah. it's another one of those just kind of like hit you over the head with emotions and like let's see how many different emotions i can make you feel in two hours sucker yeah <laughs> it's sort of what they're doing with this one uh, but this movie's great yeah there that didn't make my top 10 um just because it's Shocking. like my number honestly i'm shocked to hear that it's my number 14 or 15 just because there are some spots where i was just like okay like 
it was like really long. So there's like, if you cut out like 20 minutes of that movie, it's in my top 10 easily. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. that last scene where it's just the camera pointed at Timmy C's face and he's crying is just yeah. amazing. And I think if he, if he wasn't going up against freaking Gary Oldman this year, <laughs> yeah. I think he easily could have at least I like, I don't know if he got nominated or not for the Oscars, but I mean, he could have easily ran away with the Oscar win because he was so good in this. Yeah. Yeah. He was really, really great. Um, yeah. That is my number 10. Let's go with yours. Yeah. So my number 10 is Logan. Um, I loved nice. this movie so much. It was, um, it was like a Western version of a superhero movie, which we really don't ever get. I don't think we really ever have. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the best X-Men movie ever. Um, Hugh Jackman really got For to, sure. he got to lean out of the whole, okay, Hugh, you're going to grow out the screen and then flick your razors out and then just fight. <laughs> and that's what you're going to do. So he really got yeah. to like, cause he's a great actor and he really got to show his chops in this one. Um, it was, I mean, this movie, there were like three times where I was just sobbing. Like it was so ruthless. Um, but yeah, it was great. And the, I don't know if you've seen the black and white version is so freaking good. Of course I haven't. Why would I do that? <laughs> well, I'm an auteur, so I, I really like I the uh, black and white. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> That's the most annoying thing you've ever said by far. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it's just Hugh Jackman being Hugh Jackman and, uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Stewart is so good in this too, um, and the kid yeah. I don't I don't know her name but she was awesome and she like said me Keen yeah she said maybe three words and she was still a huge part of the movie it was it was great yeah so that's my number ten yeah. excited that she's getting a little older and is getting cast in more and more things yeah it's gonna be cool to see uh, to see what she does coming up later for me for sure okay. which surprised I have that higher on my list than you do because I know how much you love X-Men I think I unconsciously bumped it down because they use some of the clips from Logan and New Mutants to somehow connect New Mutants (laughs) to Logan so I think like in my head I'm like well that means Logan's worse because it's associated with (laughs) New Mutants honestly fair point Uh, All right, my number 9 is Logan Lucky uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh and starring Channing Tatum as Jimmy Logan and just like a smorgasbord of other supporting actors like there's a lot of like Daniel Craig's in this Adam Driver's in this like there's a a million other really talented supporting actors in this movie Um, two brothers attempt to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina Um, the I saw I saw this review that reminded me of this, but there's a line in the in the movie where they say Ocean Seven Eleven. Yeah, and that's really yeah. like it's the perfect way to describe this movie because it's literally Ocean's Eleven, but with rednecks robbing a NASCAR race. Yeah, and it's the guy um, that directed Ocean's Eleven too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so funny and it's clever and it's also loaded with like emotional dad moments uh, in there. Channing Tatum is so good. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah. Like they're there aren't a lot of movies that I see him in that I'm like surprised or like taken aback at his performance, but he's great in this. Yeah. Like this is my favorite thing. Channing Tatum has done by far. Um, I just, I I love this movie. Love a good heist movie. Um, Like heist movies are always, always going to be really fun. Um, And this one was clever, but it like was in a weird toned down redneck way. Yeah. Um, But I'm a, a huge fan of Logan Lucky. 
Yeah, that was that was like one of the first movies because I had only ever seen Adam Driver in Star Wars movies, and that was the first movie where I'm like, oh, he's like a he's like a good actor, and like I went back and watched. <laughs> oh, like, he's like some, really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's like another one that's in like my 14 to 20 range. But it's just like I would, <laughs> there's so many movies. I'm sure there's more movies that's going to be on your list where I'm like, God, I wish that was. I mean, I wish I could put it in here, but you know, I just can't. Yeah, probably because my list is very good and way better than yours, and we'll see that here shortly. Uh, okay, your number nine. Yeah, my number nine is the Florida Project. Um, so, I have seen this one. Okay, yeah, not a lot of people have. It was nominated for a lot, but this was it was kind of like Call Me by Your Name, where Call Me by Your Name was nominated for a few stuff, but just still nobody watched it. Um, but yeah, Florida Project is so awesome. The way I don't know who the director was, but the way that they worked the camera perspective from like the adults to the humans so like when you're looking at it when when the kids are facing conflict you're looking at them from the back of their head and everything around them is really blurry so it's like this idea of okay like the kids are so close to this conflict but they're also like kids so they don't fully understand it so like everything's going to be blurry and then the juxtaposition of that with like the hotel being that they live in being so close to Disney World, but still far away because they can't afford to go to Disney World. Um, but it's so awesome. It's the first movie where I saw Willem Dafoe and wasn't like, I'm a little creeped out by this guy, like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, right. I mean, looks Will- like directed by directed by Sean Baker, who has not directed anything since. Okay, except he has he has a movie coming out called Red Rocket at some point, which I interesting. Don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, Sean Baker, I guess. Um, but yeah, Willem Dafoe, the last scene where the CPS is, uh, cause Willem Dafoe, you know, he's the landlord of this hotel and he's really tough on the tenants, but he like really cares about them a lot, um, throughout the movie. And you can see that. And then when the CPS people come and try to take the kids away and he's just so helpless, like Willem Dafoe just plays that off so well. And it's so heartbreaking. Um, and then obviously the, the scene of the kids running through Disney world was just so awesome. It was it was great. This is where uh, this is where our lists differ in that you put best and I put mostly favorites, yeah. but also sort of best. Like if I was doing best movies of 2017, this would be like top five, probably. Yeah. Um, it's just nowhere near one of my favorites. Like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm so incredibly impressed by it because I notice all of the things that the director is doing and like how he directed children. Um, and how like William Defoe was uh, like his performance in this movie. So impressed by it. Yeah. Did not enjoy a single second of watching this movie. Like it was, I, I felt like when this movie ended, I felt like I had just gotten beaten up. Yeah. Like I felt like somebody just literally punched the crap out of me for two hours. And I was just like, so I, I was just like, I can't do this you ever d- again. <laughs> like I did not, you did, did not give it a, at all. you did give it a solid two stars on letterboxd. I saw that today. Yeah, because I felt because I hated the the experience of watching that movie. Uh, I think that needs to be bumped up. That's that was when I was rating movies just based on how much I liked them, uh, and I wasn't really rating and factoring in best. That obviously needs to be bumped up. It was like three years ago. Give me a break. There's a there's another um, movie coming up yeah, on my list that I think you gave two stars. So. We'll see. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, I just I felt like I got beat up and I didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't like that feeling, and like probably won't ever watch this movie again. Um, and also, there's just 
I was also I, I, I said this is the first year I ever really got into movies so I yeah. didn't notice a lot of things and didn't appreciate things that I appreciate now and so the movie ended and I just remember thinking that's it <laughs> nothing happened <laughs> like, which obviously is stupid um, yeah. I'm older now and, and like I understand movies at least a little bit better now even though I'm still a movie idiot um, but yeah I just I probably should rewatch it knowing what I know now, but I know that I'm not going to because I hate myself after watching it. Yeah, I get it. Like why enjoy why enjoy movies that like make you feel real emotions? Like, you know, what's the point? Just go watch like Transformers and you'll be fine. Ha- have we met before, Ty? Have you ever heard me talk about movies before? It's just this one this one just I, it hurt to watch and so I didn't have it on my list. Uh okay. My my number eight you've already talked about it's Logan, yeah. Um, directed by James Mangold, starring Hugh Jackman as Logan or Wolverine, whichever you prefer, uh, and Daphne Keene as Laura. Uh, in a future where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life. But when Laura, a mutant child pursued by scientists, comes in for help, he must get her to safety. Um, yeah. The perfect way to end a story of a character that we've been following for like twenty years at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, this movie is beautiful and emotional and the action scenes are great. And Hugh Jackman was the perfect person to play this character. And nobody could have done it better. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And it's going to hurt a little bit to see this character be, cause this character is going to be recast. We're not done seeing him in movies. Yeah. Um, it's going to hurt a little bit <laughs> because uh, like Hugh Jackman is like so tied to that like character. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Michael but, B. Uh, Jordan. You already talked about, oh, dude, that'd be so sick. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you already talked about it. I don't need to go to go deeper into it, but this movie is so freaking good. Yeah, yeah. I mean that it's. Yeah. I right. mean the the fact that especially for like our generation, it's so it's so pivotal because like yeah. I could totally see older people being like, yeah, I don't really care about Logan. Yeah, it's a cool movie, but I don't really care about it. But yeah, that that character has literally been with us since God, I don't know, since I was like eight, maybe something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Math is hard. Yeah. Uh, okay, your number eight. Okay, my number eight is Wind River. Um, so I love this these kinds of movies so much. And then Taylor, the the writer Sheridan, who wrote uh, Hell or High Water, which is a, I love that movie so much, just because it doesn't make Texas people look like freaking rednecks that ride their horses everywhere. And uh, Hell or High Water, another dad movie for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then Sicario, which is directed by. Denny Villanueva or however however you pronounce his name um that's a really good one I think you'd like that one even though you don't like action movies but like this is so good I mean I and Jeremy Renner in this like he's he's not being like an action star like for the cast he's more of being like a he's like a supportive like rock like he's just there to pick people up when they need to be picked up and I think that was so smart because like especially this story set in in a Indian reservation you could very easily get to the whole white savior complex so easily and i love the fact that he was kind of just there he wasn't like okay i'm gonna go save the day you know hawkeye let's go shoot some bow and arrows and and just you know mark all these people he's just kind of there for everyone and then that that last scene where he's sitting with the father who had just lost her daughter and the father just goes, got time to sit with me. And he says, I ain't going nowhere. I mean, that is like a perfect example of how Jeremy Renner is throughout the movie. I really think he should have got some Oscar, at least some Oscar buzz, like the same way Adam Sandler did for this, because he is, 
he is so good. Um, but yeah, Wind River is just awesome. It was, it's so brutal too, but I can totally see how some people wouldn't like this, like very suspenseful kind of movie. Yeah, it's straight up suspense the whole time, but it's so so stinking good. Yeah, I loved Wind River a lot. Okay, uh, my number seven is Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, uh, directed by Taika Waititi, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor and a whole bunch of other uh, Marvel characters that you've yeah. seen uh, before. Um, it's the most fun superhero movie I've ever seen. I yeah. think. If oh, I, yeah. Like. Like if you're just looking at straight up fun, it's it's definitely like in that top conversation. There there might be another one, but I can't think of it right now. Um, Taika, who up to this point had done like indie films and short films, right, and, like yeah. never done this, never done like a major like big budget picture ever, was handed to the reins of a Marvel movie and crushed it. Yeah, um, and it was handed the reins to a character who like needed to be revived really, really badly Absolutely. because the first Thor movie was the first Thor movie was fine, I guess. Yeah, and then the second Thor movie was bad. Like so it was bad. just not good. So bad. <laughs> and so they they desperately needed something to be done for people to care about, keep caring about this character. And now Thor is beloved and is one of the central figures of the MCU, and mostly because of Taika, probably. And like yeah. what the like pivot that he did with that character, like, hey, let's make Thor fun instead right. of this like big brooding Nordic like jerk. Let's make him kind of funny and goofy. Um, and th- like that vibe stayed with Thor through the rest of through the yeah. rest of the MCU. Um, it's just so so impressive that you go from like, hey, I'm making uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is <laughs> like so incredibly low budget, and let's shoot it in my home country. To yeah. oh, I have a Marvel movie now. <laughs> um, it's just so so crazy to to go from from little indie films to a Marvel movie, and like he did it perfectly, and. Uh, I'm now not just because of this movie, but partially because of this movie, I'm all in on anything Taika does for the rest of his career. Yeah. You, and, and with Thor, that character, like anytime you have an all, like this happens a lot with Superman. Anytime you have like an all powerful character that like literally nobody can beat and you just make them bland, no one's going to like that. And what a lot of yeah. people don't know is Chris Hemsworth is like a very funny person. And then bring in yep. somebody who came up in the whole New Zealand, Australia comedy scene and play partner him up with someone who understands that kind of humor. I mean, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. I think if this movie didn't exist, I would probably have Spider-Man Homecoming in yeah. my top 10, almost for sure. But this one just existing sort of bumped it, uh, bumped it out for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, it's so, so good. Very high on my list of, uh, again, we've talked about it a hundred times. We'll do an MCU episode eventually. This one's going to be pretty high for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Your your number seven. Uh, my number seven is Coco. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else I need nice. to say about this other than just the name of the movie. I mean, it's so good. The best Pixar music out of any movie easily. I mean, Remember Me yeah. and... Um, uh, loco um i mean just un poco loco un poco loco it's just, I mean, they're yeah. so good and then that last scene too I, I, this this i mean pixar movies make me cry no matter what but this is the movie yeah, that sure. probably made me cry the most and i love l- watching this movie just like for the fact of the soundtrack like i just love putting yeah. this movie on and then just i can just check my phone and still listen to the music and it's still 
so good. But yeah, if if yeah. anyone who's listening to this has not seen Coco, you have to go watch it right now. Yeah, don't worry, we're we're absolutely not done talking about Coco. I <laughs> get <laughs> it's coming up quite a bit later for me. <laughs> so, all right, uh, my number six is a movie that you might be upset isn't higher for me. Um, sorry already. Don't say uh, it. It's Lady Bird. Oh, you god. Come Lady on. Bird, directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Saoirse Ronan as Lady Bird McPherson, and a bunch of very talented co-stars, including Laurie Metcalf, Lucas Hedges, Beanie Feldstein, and the object of Ty's obsession, Timothy Chalamet. Timmy C, baby. Um, in in 2002, an artificial, uh, artificially, artistically <laughs> inclined uh, 17-year-old comes of age in Sacramento. Uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about this. We already talked about it in movies directed by women, and I think in another episode that I can't remember... Um, and I know that you're going to talk about it uh, also much later. If this isn't your number one, I'll be absolutely floored because I know how you feel about this movie. This movie is beautiful and it's incredible and Greta absolutely crushes it. And Saoirse Ronan is a movie star. Um, and there's not there's not a whole lot I have to say. This is just kind of a victim of this year being just this is an incredible year. And like my one through six are all fairly interchangeable just kind of <laughs> depending on my mood and, and today for whatever reason this one just kind of fell to the bottom of that list but it's not because it's not an incredible movie yeah that is way too low for this man that's way too low probably i just i don't know we we already talked about it it's just another one of those that like this is a movie that you have to relate to certain you have to relate to it in a certain way in order for it to like become one of your favorite movies of all time. And I just don't relate to a whole lot in this movie, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Um, and so that's why it's kind of on a lower tier for me than it is for you. But like that's, it's not the movie's fault. It's just because of me and my experiences that I've had versus you and your experiences in, right. in your life. Uh, and also again, I'm not very smart. So, yeah. Well, I just related it so well because I was <laughs> such a cool dude during high school. Like, like, timothy chalamet you know it's so easy to relate to that right yeah that's what, i always that's used to like i always sure. used to go to parties and then go off to, like back to the fence and like read a book and smoke a cigarette all the time yeah that's very very much your vibe okay. for sure all right what's your number six uh my number six is baby driver uh th this movie was nice. i mean probably the most fun movie of 2017 um it was directed by edgar wright who's one of my all-time favorite directors um he directed hot fuzz and and Shaun of the dead um but yeah i mean i, I was so pumped for this movie to come out just because it's edgar wright kind of leaning away from his comfort zone like that english comedy um and then ansel Eggert. Elgort or however you pronounce his name is so good and he's so quiet in the movie just like his physical acting in this was just so on point and the way that he he bounces to the music and the way that the music is like choreographed to everything that he does it's just so unreal and this is probably whew, best movie soundtrack ever probably yeah it's up there yeah, I mean this is I mean it was just so fun it was a really fun movie it's probably the most rewatchable movie um, on my list. I, I love this so much. Yeah. yeah, coming up a lot later for me, so don't oh. worry. We're, abs we're absolutely not done talking about Baby Driver. Okay, um, let's keep going with my number five. Uh, it's I, Tanya. Mm, okay. Uh, directed by Craig Gillespie, starring Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding, Allison Janney as her mother, Lavana, and a bunch of other people. 
Um, competitive ice skater Tanya Harding rises amongst the ranks at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, but her future in the activity is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. I love this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, Tanya Harding is fascinating to me as a person. Like her upbringing, her story, the decisions that she has made and continues to make is just it's fascinating for lack of a better word. Like yeah. I'm just so enamored by her as a person for some reason. Um, she's been vilified pretty much her entire life and like, might be deserved, yeah, um, deserved but also might deserved. not be totally her fault because this, yeah, but this movie also highlights like reasons for why she is how she is. Yeah. Um, and obviously things are exaggerated. It's not like a, it's not a, one of those biopics that tries to get everything exactly how it happened. Like they were trying to make a good movie and also tell this story. So I'm sure some things are exaggerated and falsified. Um, but like it does get uh, give you a peek behind the curtain uh, as to yeah. why Tanya Harding is how she is now and the incredibly <laughs> terrible decisions that she's made and like the honestly pretty bad person <laughs> that she is. Um, yeah. But I love this movie a lot. I rewatch this movie all the time and I have rewatched it uh, a ton and I'm going to continue to. Um, and my hot take for this is that. Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding is maybe my favorite acting performance of all time. Oh, wow. She she absolutely crushes this movie. And it's such a different character than anything she had played to that point or has played since. Like it's very it's a very like like out of left field for her. Like we I don't think anybody saw this coming from her. Right. Um, and she absolutely crushes it from like her, the way she speaks and the way that they get her to look and the way that she uh, very distinctly plays a young teenage Tanya Harding and then an adult Tanya Harding and then a much older adult Tanya Harding and their three like it, the very distinct uh, ages of Tanya and like very obvious and because of the little subtle changes that Margot made to like the way she talked and like even her posture and um, like you could see the years of like just life beating the crap out of her (laughs) that that, like Tanya Harding had to deal with by the time that she was older at the end of the movie. And like, you could somehow see that on Margot Robbie's face and in her, her tone of voice. I I love, love this movie a lot, but yeah, is it the fifth best movie of the year? Maybe not. uh, But with, Margot Robbie's acting performance in this movie, it had to be high on my list. It's so, so good. Yeah, I don't know. I think her Birds of Prey performance might be a little bit better than this one. <laughs> Listen, I, I, Birds of Prey is pretty good. It's not bad. It's good in uh, perspective of the year, but yeah. But the, totally. The things that are bad about it, not her fault. Uh, that's yeah, for the, another episode. That, it's not even for another episode. We're not going to talk about yeah, Birds of Prey in our ever, 2020. Ever. <laughs> but it's really good. Um, this, this did not make my list. Um, I would like, I really, I did think this was really good when it came out. I just have not thought of it since I saw it in theaters. Not one time. Yeah, I get it. I, I'm much higher on this than most people are for sure. And I very much get that and I get why, but for some reason I watch this movie all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Your number five. Okay. So my number five. So first off, we did not give out a movies of 2018 dad movie of the year award um so my number five this is my nominee for this year the most dad movie of the year darkest hour the gary oldman winston churchill movie um 
I was. I, you haven't seen it? It's no. so good. Um, I, I would, I think people would probably say Dunkirk, but I mean, Winston Churchill is just such a dad historical figure that you just got to go. You got to go with uh, Dark, uh, Darkest Hour. But yeah, Gary Oldman, he won the Oscar for Best Actor this year. He very, cre- like, very, it was creepy how alike he was to Winston Churchill. It was it was so good. Um, yeah, you really got to see this movie. It's just about him, um, and it's leading up to the famous speech that he gives. Um, you know, we're going to fight on the beaches. We're going to fight in the fields. You know, that famous World War II speech. Um, and it's him becoming prime minister and and kind of forcing England like, hey, we can't trust this Hitler guy because he's kind of a bad dude, uh, and we got to just keep fighting, you know. Um, and there's this one scene in it where he gets on the subway and he's talking to normal people and good Lord, dude, that scene is so good. You got to watch it just for that scene. Um, but yeah, Gary Oldman, unreal performance in this. He was so freaking good. Probably his, his best performance of his entire life. Yeah. Doesn't really sound like my thing. It's um, good, man. It's good. Doesn't sound like, okay, but you know me fairly well at this point. Do you really think I'd be into it? I think, I think you'd like it. Maybe I mean, it's really not if that. nothing else, I'll, I'll pull up some YouTube scenes of, like, the highlights. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's just Gary Oldman being Gary Oldman. Except it's not, it's yeah. not like Mank. It's way better than Mank, so don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch Mank. I'm not going <laughs> to ever watch Mank. You don't have to worry about that. Dude, but it's in uh, black also, and white, and it's about Citizen Kane. You have to watch it if yeah, you love dog, movies. That's, that's a rule. I, I haven't seen, I haven't watched Citizen Kane either, so this is just two, like, three strikes for me on Mank. Uh, dad movie of 2018, Mission Impossible Fallout, probably. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, dad probably movie. that. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have. I know it wasn't on my list. I, I hadn't seen it when we recorded that episode. Is now in my top ten for 2018. Oh, there you go. So I just I added. Uh, uh, was it? Oh no, it was 2019. Uh, Last Black Man of San Francisco. I watched that today, and it's my number nice. three of 2019. So, yeah. Yes, dude. I told you it's super good. I'm yeah. that makes me happy. I'm glad you said that. Okay, um, I'll keep it moving. My number four is The Big Sick. Okay, yeah. Um, it is directed by Michael Showalter, starring Kamel Nanjiani and Zoe Kazan. Kazan? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Um, Pakistan-born comedian Kamel Nanjiani and grad student Emily Gardner fall in love but struggle as their cultures clash. When Emily contracts a mysterious illness, Kamel finds himself forced to face her feisty parents, his family's expectations, and his true feelings. Um, I, I, th- I think the more episodes we do about movies, the more people will come to realize, I think you've realized at this point, I love movies that feel genuine. Yeah, um, because it's so easy to so easy to feel fake or just write something that you think maybe somebody else is feeling or write something you think might be interesting. Um, it's very hard to write something that like feels genuine and feels like a real peek behind the curtain into the writer's life. Yeah, um, and obviously that's exactly what this movie is. It's it's written by Kamel Nanjiani and his wife Emily Gordon. It's literally the story of how they met. Right, um, turned into a turned into a funny, but also um, really heartfelt movie. Um, this movie is so full of heart and so funny and it's so sweet and interesting. I loved the dive into Pakistani culture because it's something that's terribly underrepresented in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, like I don't know much about Pakistani culture at all. And obviously a lot of that is my fault. And a lot of that is because like, it's not something that we see in, in movies and TV right. really at all. Um, 
I love Kamel Nanjiani is so great. Like I just think he's so funny and he really is. and I love him in yeah. most things that he's been. Even these like the past few years of these stupid like sort of buddy cop movies Stuber. he started to make and like he, he was in Lovebirds. He was in, like I even if I don't love those, I love him in them. Yeah. Like I think he's very funny in those those type of roles. Um Zoe Kazan was so charming. She's just so incredibly charming. Yeah. Um, and I, I love, I love this movie a lot. I love how genuine and funny and, um, I, I wept like a little idiot baby watching this movie. Cause it's just another one that makes you feel such a wide range of emotions. Um, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano are so stinking good in yes. this movie. Like, I could, they were so perfect as the choice of her parents. I could watch a two hour movie of just Ray Romano and Kumail Nanjiani talking cause it's yeah. it's so funny, and you know, everybody loves Ray Romano. So I mean, like, yeah. come on, it's there's, it's great. There's just so many, there's just so many little like nuggets of like beautiful and also very funny and like real feeling scenes uh, in this movie yeah. that you could tell that this is this movie came for personal experience even if you didn't know going in like oh hey Kamal and his wife wrote this and it's movie it's a movie literally about them like you can tell watching it that like something something feels like very personal uh, yeah this movie. and <laughs> the- it's just another one of those that not not nearly enough people have seen there's one scene in there that will crack me up to tears every time i watch it because it's so funny and it's ray ray romano and his wife and Kamel Nanjiani sitting in the hospital while their daughter is like in the hospital room. I think she's in surgery or something. And Ray Romano looks at Kamel Nanjiani and goes, "So, how do you uh, how do you feel how do you feel about 9 And Kamel is just like, "What is going on right now?" Oh God, I love it. I'm due for a rewatch on this one. I think it's yeah. been probably about a year. Since I've seen it, I need to watch this one again. Yeah, it's, that's a good gosh, one. It's so good. It's another one that uh, any given day, this could probably be pretty easily my number one movie of this year. There's just there's so many five star movies from yeah. 2017 that it's it's hard to nail them down. Yeah. All right, uh, let's keep going. Your number four. Yeah, my number four is Get Out um, by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love you. You're not a big horror movie guy. I love horror movies, and I think this really redefined the genre going forward i think this is kind of the standard that everybody's reaching for and you see it especially with other horror movies that have come out um and it's just so i mean even today this came out in 2017 and still today like the satire with it is just so crazy i mean it is so it's it's almost an important movie to watch nowadays just because of what is going on in the world um with all that stuff. I'm not going to go get too political with it, but yeah, it was just so good. It was so freaking suspenseful. I mean, like anytime I hear a spoon circle, a circle, a cup <laughs> or something, I get chills. Um, that's just so awesome. The family is just so incredibly endearing and incredibly creepy at times. It, yeah. it just works yeah. so well. Um, and then that guy, I don't know the actor's name. He was in, he was in black Panther too he was like black panther's best friend but um the lead actor daniel kaluuya yeah he was so he played the fish out of the water uh character so 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 well um it was yeah. great yeah yeah we're definitely not done talking about get out it's coming okay. up later on my list uh all right my number three you've already mentioned it it's uh coco 
Yeah. Uh, directed by Lee Unkirk and Adrian Molina, starring Anthony Gonzalez as the voice of Miguel and just a slew of other incredibly talented people, the voice characters in this movie. Um, aspiring musician Miguel, confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music, enters the land of the dead to find his great-great-grandfather a legendary singer. Um, one of the best animated movies of all time. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. It's very, very high yep. on that list, I, I know, for both of us. Um, this was number one on my 2017 rankings for a very long time, Ooh. like for well over a year. It's another one of those that just depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be anywhere between like one and five. Um, the animation is stunning. Yeah. Like some of the best I've ever seen. Their interpretation of the land of the dead was breathtaking and like yeah. so incredibly impressive. Um, there are so many different emotions that they packed into this children's film. Oh yeah. Uh, you deal with grief, longing, fear of being forgotten. There's hope, there's joy. There's a constant theme of death and ultimately forgiveness. And like family is running through the entire thing. Um, everything about this movie is beautiful. Um, it's very, very high on the short list of, of best animated films all time. Oh yeah. It's for sure. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Uh, you could convince me right now to make it my number one, and I wouldn't fight with you. <laughs> with well, I know, I know you have Shape hard. of Water and at number one. So, I know you have Shape of Water up Don't there at number one because you love watching. Uh, I, I, you love watching people getting it on with fish. So I'm not going to convince listen, you. <laughs> I obviously have. Of course, I have not seen Shape of Water, and how dare you even joke that I have? I mean, why would you not want right. to watch uh, someone fall in love with a fish man? I wonder. And why the- there are people about to tweet us right now. There are people about to tweet us like, Shape of Water is beautiful. And like It has these themes. and like It's weird, dude. Get yeah, no, here. it's weird. Stop a- stop acting what like a- you love to watch uh, people get it on with fish people, okay? Just admit that's why you love the yeah, movie, us- and then we'll move let on. Let us be ignorant. Like... <laughs> We're we're very we're being incredibly ignorant with our opinions right now. Just let me be this way. It's, I enjoy life, li- living life like this way more than <laughs> that I would if I was really into movies like Shape of Water. I promise. All right, that, gosh, sorry. I guess um, you're number three. Uh, my number three is Gifted. So this is the other movie okay. that you gave two stars. I actually to. have seen this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have seen this one. Did not love it. Yeah, this movie. I mean, for one, my twin Chris Evans is the lead in this. Shut up! Um, oh my god! And it was just great seeing. So it was almost like, wait, is that up. me on screen? I don't remember filming. The- oh no, it's Chris Evans. Um, so I'm furious. But uh, I mean, this is such a great story. Um, you know, Chris Evans plays this uncle who takes care of his his niece, who is uh, a genius, um, because her mom committed suicide um, because she was also like a like one of the smartest people in the world and was just being pressured and pressured um, to do great things by by her mom. And um, Chris Evans kind of took took her away and took her down to Florida and wanted her to live like all he wants her to do is just live a normal life and not be put under this pressure of being like a prodigy at such a young age and, and all that. Um, and it was just so great seeing Jenny slate, um, in a non comedic role and she absolutely killed it. Uh, I never saw that range from her. It was so good, but yeah, this, this movie, I think this movie is great. I get it five stars. Um, it's unreal. This the the relationship between Chris Evans and his his niece is is so good, and um, I just love those stories of of you know 
someone trying to do the right thing and just fighting for the fighting for the right thing the entire time and it was just so good i, I really love this i bawled my eyes out i probably didn't actually see the movie clearly because i was just tearing up the entire time yeah i i gave this movie two and a half stars uh which for me means it was fine but forgettable uh, and i remember man. i remember it finishing this movie i haven't seen it since i think i probably watched it in 2018 um I I remember this movie ending and thinking I won't remember a thing about this movie when I wake up in the morning and I was right I don't remember anything about this movie God, like I remember the title of it I remember that Chris Evans was in it and I don't remember another thing about it I'm sorry I just I, for whatever reason this movie didn't maybe maybe I was in a weird mood when I watched it and if I rewatched it now I'd love it but like I I don't remember a single you're, thing you're such a movie. philistine man you're so uncultured yeah probably. <laughs> That's honestly, yeah, you're you're not wrong, and that's fine. Um, all right, I'm just gonna keep it moving because I don't feel like talking about that boring movie. You don't want to talk about Chris Evans uh, anymore? No, never again. Honestly, I used to like Chris Evans until Shane said that, and now I think I hate him. Uh, all right, my number two. You've already talked about it. It's Get Out, uh, yeah. directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya as Chris Washington and Allison Williams as Rose Armistage. Um, a young black man visits his wife's girl, white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Um, this is another one that I'm just nowhere near intelligent or eloquent enough to describe why this movie is so good, um, which is a theme in this show. It's why we don't host a movie podcast, uh, because we're not we're not movie critics. We're just idiots that like to talk about uh, our opinions. Um it's it's insane that this was Jordan Peele's directorial debut because this movie is nearly perfect. Um, yeah. And it gets better with every viewing because you notice something that you didn't notice before. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is fantastic. And I think he might actually be my pick for the next James Bond. Uh, I think uh, he would be... No, I want the uh, I want the guy from was, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, Henry uh, Golding, yeah. I think. Like yeah, I, I think Daniel Kaluuya might be my choice. I think, I think he'd be so good in there. I love Daniel Kaluuya a lot. Um, but I don't need to tell you about Get Out. Like, you already talked about it. Everybody's seen it. Um, but there is a funny a quote. Ryan Johnson was talking about this movie and said, I love that if the movie Get Out existed in the world of Get Out, the parents would have told Chris how much they loved Get Out. Uh, and that's so, <laughs> that's so funny to me. It is so, so, so true. true. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to say about Get Out other than that it's a it's pretty much a perfect movie. Uh, and if you haven't seen Get Out at this point, then you're actively avoiding it. And I need you to quit being annoying and just watch it. Yeah, yeah, it, that's yeah, that's true. All right, your number two. Uh, my number two, which I guess will not end up on your list. I think I know what your number one is. Um, Dunkirk. I loved this movie so much. This is my favorite Christopher Ooh, Nolan. Be, this. What? Is this the dad movie? Of, no. Of See, it's not the dad movie because it gets a little bit too, you know, Nolan likes to get, you know, a little bit, you know, I don't, I can't find the word for it, but he, he likes to be a little bit too smart. You know, he likes there to be like yeah, a deeper fair. message that you have to look for in darkest hour. It's just like, Hey dads, it's a movie about Winston Churchill. Like, Oh yeah. I love that. I think I read the book about that like three times. Like that's, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, Dunkirk is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. The way that he shot it, where 
all these events are happening at different times and it leads all up to the last scene and all comes together. It's just so good. Um, I think the, the actual making of this movie, the, the director's performance was way bigger than the actual acting performance because the main character really kind of like in 1917 doesn't really say much. Um, and then you got Harry Styles just, Hey Harry, uh, get in front of the camera and just look drop dead gorgeous. Okay, cool. (laughs) Scenes over. Um, but I loved I loved the scenes with uh, Killian Murphy and Mark Rylance. I mean, Killian Murphy is one of my fa- top five favorite actors ever, and he is not used nearly enough. Um, but yeah, this is my favorite Nolan movie. Um, Nolan didn't try to get too smart with it, so he doesn't go up his own butt about his own uh, his own plot. So it really works out, um, and it's just so good. Just like everything about it, and the whole like this you're watching this movie in the subconscious mind, there's a ticking clock like there in all the audio throughout the movie. Uh, Christopher Nolan recorded a, uh, like a pocket watch and recorded that tick as the seconds go down. So even though you don't know it, you're kind of just like, you know, you got that edgy feeling where like, okay, it's ticking down to something. It's ticking down to something like what's going to happen the whole time. It's, it's great. Yeah. I just looked it up. This is my number 14 movie okay. uh, of this year. So I didn't like hate it or anything. It just yeah. it barely missed the cut. I, I'm just kind of tired of Christopher Nolan, I think. And we'll talk about it in the 2020 episode. I'm sure tenant will be brought up at some point, whether it's, whether it's in our list or not, I'm sure it'll be mentioned. I'm just, I'm tired of, well, this is, this is the least, I mean, I don't really count those Batman movies as Christopher Nolan movies. I think those are just kind of like off by themselves, um, in his repertoire. Um, but, uh, I think this is the least Nolan, Nolan movie for sure. He just, he tries to do too much that like, he's clearly thinks incredibly highly of himself and I am annoyed by dudes like that. So yeah, I think. That might be part of it. Obviously, it's a great movie. It's just narratively not a not a crazy amount happening. This movie is all about like all about like the visuals and like obviously right. there's a story being told, but like I'm I'm much more interested in like the narrative of a movie than I am sweeping shots of a ocean. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, but obviously Dunkirk's great. I don't have a whole lot negative to say about it. I just it doesn't doesn't strike the chord with me like it does with you, but I understand why you like it so much. It's kind of where I fall. Yeah. All right. My number one, of course, it's been mentioned. It's Baby Driver. Yeah. Uh, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Ansel Elgort as Baby, um, and of course a bunch of other people. After being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Uh, this movie absolutely rules. Uh, there's so many interesting, subtle touches that Edgar Wright included in this movie. Um, things like the lyrics uh, to music Baby is listening to showing up in the background, like physically showing up in the background on the screen. I think it's so interesting, especially because he doesn't do it in a way that's like in your face and annoying. Um, he just kind of like throws them in subtly in the background. Uh, I, th- I think that's super entertaining. Um, the fact that Pretty much every word of dialogue spoken by Baby is a line from a song he'd been listening to earlier in the movie or from a movie or TV show that he'd been watching earlier with Joe. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. There's essentially no no original dialogue spoken by Baby in the movie. Like, we had heard it in either a movie or, or a song that showed up on screen beforehand. That's fascinating yeah. and isn't something that, like, it's another thing that's not shoved in your face because I didn't even recognize that until, like, my third watching of it, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, it's such a, like, fun little 
subtle touch. Um, this is another one of those movies that gets better with every rewatch because you notice a different interesting thing that Edgar Wright did. Um, Ansel Elgort is incredibly charming. This movie started my never-ending love affair with Lily James. Uh, the soundtrack is obviously excellent. Uh, the driving scenes are so well done. Uh, just the best way to describe this movie is it's cool. Like everything yeah. about it is just so incredibly cool. Um, by far the most rewatchable movie of the year. Yeah. Um, I've seen this. It came out in 2017. I think I've seen it a dozen times, which is a lot for me because I'm not a huge movie rewatcher. Right. Um, and I'm going to watch it a hundred more times in my life, I'm sure. It's my first recommend when people ask me, like, what kind of movies are you into? Generally, this is the movie that, like, one yeah. of the first movies that I mentioned because it's just so good. Yeah. It, it's awesome. It is really good, but it's not the best movie of 2017. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's hear yours. <laughs> Okay, the number one movie, it is 2017. Uh, Lady Bird, Nom- nominated for Best Bird. Oscar, lost to freaking Shape of Water because I guess the Academy <laughs> loves to watch some one-on-one human fish, sexy times. Um, I'm so sorry to people who like Shape of Water. <laughs> I don't understand why people like Shape of Water, but I'll keep moving on because it's a travesty. This did not win. This I cannot believe this did not win. Best picture, best directing, best screenplay, best actress. It's Lady Bird. I mean, this movie is so freaking awesome. It's, I mean, obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know how much I love Lady Bird. It's my number four movie of all time. Um, just Greta Gerwig, she is easily becoming my favorite director of all time. So easily. Saoirse Ronan. So good. Good Lord. That girl is in the next Meryl Streep. I mean, she, I mean, it's her, it's her and no one else. Um, Timmy C just being Timmy C man, that guy can do whatever he wants. He is, he is a freaking man. Um, but yeah, this movie was just so good. So well written. Um, this is the first time I ever saw any, anything with Greta Gerwig. Um, but yeah, it was just so amazing it was so moving it was hilarious um it was sad i mean it's it's so good it's so the good crazy one of the crazy things about this movie is that timothy chalamet crushes it he's absolutely oh, yeah. incredible in this movie he's probably like the fifth actor i think of when i think of this movie yeah he's like, not i think of he's not in I think it of a Saoirse lot ronan i think of Saoirse ronan laurie metcalf Lucas Hedges, Beanie Feldstein, and then I think of Timothy Chalamet, yeah. and I think he's incredible in this movie. So yeah, I don't absolutely don't disagree with anything you're saying. This movie absolutely rules. Well, I mean, it's Greta. Greta has literally because I mean, not a lot of people knew about Saoirse Ronan before this, and not a lot of people really knew about Timmy C before this. And Saoirse literally found the next Meryl Streep and the next Leo. I mean, she has to be the greatest director of all time. Like she has to be. If she if she just keeps hitting out bangers, which it looks like she's going to, I mean, it's going to be unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lady Bird. Obviously, is, I I love Greta as I love Greta as, as much as you. I, I need to I need to see more. Like, she's done like two things. Well, you right? got a uh, you, like, you, yeah. She you got this one. She's and, batting a thousand. Well, you got uh the new she's make she's writing and directing a movie with uh, Noah Baumbach, who she's married to. Um, and it's a Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. So, 
I think that might be yeah, another I'm home so run. excited for that movie. Yeah. yeah, I it's one of those deals where she has made two pretty perfect movies so far. I just need to, her to make more movies before I say she's the best director of all time or my favorite. Yeah, but she like literally she her two movies are two of the best movies I've ever seen. So yeah. I get it. She is she's not my favorite director yet. Richard Linkletter still holds that holds that torch, but I mean. <laughs> If she has two more movies that are on par with Little Women and Lady Bird, yeah, she's going to be number one. For sure. All right. uh, Those are our lists. Let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll be right back with our guests. And we are back uh, with special guest, judge, uh, and good friend of the show. Maybe our uh, our, – what's the word here? Number one fan. Our most prolific – yeah, our our number one social media supporter – uh, which we we super appreciate. It's Jacob Dial. What's up, dude? Hey, man. It's good to good to be here. It's an honor. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I just found y'all and was like, man, I like this show. And I'm like learning how to do social media. I'm like the oldest sub thirty year old <laughs> of all time, and yeah, so I'm I'm just slowly trying to learn the etiquette of how to do the whole thing. So I'm like liking everybody's stuff and it looks a little weird, but it's no, not it's meaning to look a little and the weird. actual like correct etiquette of social media is to like all of our tweets. <laughs> um, not a lot of people know that they don't, they don't teach that anymore, but that's really just like all the rankings tweets and you're, you're kind of, you're crushing it. So no, seriously, we, we really do appreciate it, especially like brand new show. Social media is such a great way to like get your show out there and to get people that otherwise would wouldn't learn about it to learn about it and like liking and retweeting and commenting on our, on our and like replying to our tweets and stuff is the easiest way to do that so we super super appreciate it yeah oh yeah definitely uh all right jacob can you obviously we're talking about 2017 uh movies we know that you're a huge movie fan we know you through the mad about movies discord and kind of that community they've built over there um can you give us kind of a background on like your life as a movie fan when did you get into movies what do you think about the year 2017 uh as far as movies go just kind of give us a give us the, the highlights there yeah uh i think i think like every every kid movies were the thing to do um in a lot of cases and my my dad started me off really young showing me basically everything that he thought was <laughs> was appropriate at least and then uh <laughs> The, my dad was a major, major aspect of that, and would take me to oh, like your midnight. Your dad stopped premieres. at appropriate movies. That's <laughs> yeah. well, not mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, probably good parenting. <laughs> so I, I should say up front, my dad is a preacher. And okay, okay. So sense. I'm, yeah, I'm a pastor's kid. So it's one of those things. Like he would show me stuff that was was okay, you know, for a while. Yeah. Um, but you know, after a while, you start to run out of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's uh it became it started to become well if it's violent but like patriotic like the like the patriot then that's fine yeah of that course kind of yeah. Stuff. <laughs> violence in the name of patriotism is always so, okay oh yeah yeah if just as long as the enemy's heads are getting blown yeah. off and not our guys then it's totally fine jeez yeah so but that was that was the whole the whole thing and then I after college moved to moved to Oregon, had no friends, and so I dove into movies. And um, that was actually around 2015, 2016. Okay. And then that's when I found the I actually found the Mad About Movies podcast, and then have really, really 
done a deep dive since then yeah yeah for sure what do you think about uh, obviously we're going to go into more detail uh, about it here in a minute uh what do you think about 2017 movies uh fantastic right i think the general consensus is that it was a really really good year yeah um trying to come up with just 10 is is tough it's uh yeah really really solid year yeah yeah ty mentioned before we were starting or i think maybe even in the episode like we would have probably preferred to do like a top 25 yeah. <laughs> uh, episode for this one, but that would have just been incredibly boring to listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants yeah, to hear us uh... talk that much. Uh, all right. I think if we're ready, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. I'll read out list A and list B, um, and then you can give your initial reactions to that, and then Ty and I are going to shut up for a little bit, and you'll pick a winner. Does that sound good? Right on, man. All right, cool. Uh, we'll start with list A. The honorable mentions are Wind River, Wonder Woman, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, number 10 is Call Me By Your Name. Nine is Logan Lucky. Eight is Logan. Seven is Thor Ragnarok. Six is Lady Bird. Five is I, Tanya. Four is The Big Sick. Three is Coco. To get out, and number one is Baby Driver. Uh, list B, the honorable mentions are The Rider, Good Time, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Ten is Logan. Nine is The Florida Project. Eight is Wind River. Seven, Coco. Six, Baby Driver. Five, Darkest Hour. Four is Get Out. Three is Gifted. Two is Dunkirk. And one is Ladybird. Jacob, you have the floor. All right. So I got these lists and uh, I went back and watched each of the number ones. And then there were two holes on each one that I hadn't seen. Um, went back and watched Call Me By Your Name and then watched The Florida Project. Um, but honestly, I think both lists are really, really good. Um, I There are a couple like... I, I will just be upfront and say I don't, I don't understand The Florida Project situation. Um, th- that was, uh, not my favorite, I'll just say, I guess for now. And then, but also like, uh, I, Tanya was tough to, tough to get through for me as well, just cause like, like the abuse situation going on in that movie. Yeah. Um, but really I'm kind of surprised at how different the lists are and, uh, you know, that probably speaks to how, how the year was, right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's like no real way to make a bad list out of 2017. It was just too good. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Super, super solid. Um, I think if I, if I, I'm going to go through my list and that way it might shed some light on how I'm going to judge. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, so for honorable mentions, it's Blade Runner 2049 and a ghost story. And then I know you guys don't normally do, um, documentaries, but Jim and Andy was, just so good it was too good to ignore um i figured i'd put it in honorable mentions and that way it's you know i could still say something about it but it wasn't the that that's a documentary uh about jim carrey playing that uh playing the role as that older comedian right yeah andy kaufman yeah and uh um what was that man on the moon yeah yeah super super good i don't know like it just it was one of those that really really i don't know spoke to me i i think if you're a uh you know, a '90s kid at all. Jim Carrey kind of has this this hold of your heartstrings in some some form or fashion. So yeah, he uh, it was good, just really good. Um, 
Okay, and then number 10 was Good Time. Number 9 is Ingrid Goes West. Number 8 is The Big Sick. Number 7 is Baby Driver. But uh, number 6 is Shape of Water. Uh, number 5 is Disaster Artist. Number 4 is Wind River. Number 3 is War for the Planet of the Apes. Number 2 is Logan Lucky. And number 1 is Logan. Okay. Sorry for all of the mean things we said about Shape of Water, <laughs> by the way. You'll hear when, so, when, we, uh, when you go back and listen. <laughs> Alright, so I know that one. I I know the, the critique of it. I get it. It's about some lady uh, doing... <laughs> things with with a fish man um but so how i read the movie this is i watched it today actually because i was like i know this is gonna come up yeah and um man guillermo del toro is just he's an incredible storyteller and to me like the movie kind of goes beyond just i don't know this this weird this weird interspecial interspecies <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, I don't know. I think it's a really wonderful fairy tale that gets told in a really, really cool way. It kind of goes beyond, I don't know, beyond love. It's like what, it's like what each person's strangeness kind of pulls them together. And yeah. um, I, that's, that's just how I read it. Like it just two weirdos kind of come together and form like weirdo love. And that's right. so cool to me. So, yeah. Um, and you had, you had a couple sorry, of, sorry for the terrible things. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you also had a couple of other movies that we didn't even mention, like uh blade runner, 2049, a ghost story, the disaster artists. Those were all great movies that came out in 2017. We didn't even mention it in the uh, discussion part of that part of the episode. I've never seen any of them. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> at this point you know your brand I yeah think we all yeah you, listen you, you know what you're getting with me just, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of movies i just haven't seen get used well, to it and like we said man it's like the whole the whole year was so full of good stuff right yeah so yeah stuff like like disaster artist for me was so interesting just that guy like tommy wiseau is one of the one of the like craziest stories <laughs> yeah. in all of hollywood yeah you know it's just crazy and then and then james franco doing what he did and then getting his brother to work on the whole thing and everybody was i don't know just a whole it's a really fascinating story about the guy but also the movie itself yeah. and then the production of that weird movie just super cool movie yeah, hundred percent. And then, all right, I, I I think uh, I think we have arrived at that time, Jacob. I think uh, oh, no. I think we might just need you to pick a winner so that I can yell at Ty. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I I think honestly, at the at the end of the day, um, yeah, I I gotta I gotta go with list A. Ugh, yeah, dang it. Oh, Take that, no. loser! Oh man, that's a that's another another tally in the win column for Danny Weiser, uh, the champion of rank kings. Oh man, the king of rank kings. I'm the rank king. That's tough. We should get a crown, <laughs> Ty. I, I think we should get a crown, and like the person who is currently on top of the leaderboard gets to keep the crown. Like if you, you know if you need that for your ego, you then go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Batman Shane called me Chris I Evans in the I last do. episode. I don't really need to be the winner anymore. I already won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, you're set and I need something here. <laughs> oh, Jacob, you have impeccable taste in lists. Um, you 
have been an incredible guest. Um, and I'm not just saying that because you picked my list, uh, but I also am saying that because you picked my list. You're so <laughs> right. good at this. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, do you have now that you know whose list is whose? Do you have any questions for us about like why maybe we left some things out of our off our list? Why some things are are where they are? Um, or are you just kind of accepting that list A is incredible and list B sucks? <laughs> All right, man. I I, I need uh, I need Florida Project explained to me. I want to know why. I, why I also you didn't liked like it, it. So <laughs> so I talked about this in the discussion part um, a little bit more in depth, oh, okay. but. Um, just kind of the way the the directing really stuck out to me more than the acting did because obviously the main character is a like a six year old child so the acting is not going to be the number one thing about this movie but the way that they use the camera and their perspectives when they're filming adults and when they're filming children um, I really loved it and then Willem Dafoe it was the first time I saw Willem Dafoe on screen and wasn't just like ew like he like. <laughs> Willem Dafoe creased me out to no end, and yeah, I thought he was really heartwarming in this. And I don't think I never thought I would see that out of him. And I thought he was really good in it. All right, right on, man. Yeah. yeah the day I start talking about camera focus and why it made me like a movie is the day that I need one of y'all to just punch me. In the I'm an, because I'm an like I said, I'm an Artur man. I gosh, I I don't even think that's how you say that word, I'm an which Artur. Just makes it even more. It makes it even more just infuriating to me. There's just so many things about you saying that that make me so angry at you. Like, I think you're throwing in an R in there that just doesn't belong. Uh, whatever, man. You're just a Philistine. You don't get it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is a yeah. French word, so they add all kinds of weird yeah. stuff all the time. So. That's a fair point. Uh, yeah, I also also just not that into to Florida Project. Unfortunately, Gifted was another one on Ty's list that just I don't care about that movie. <laughs> I I kind of I granted that movie is is all is covered in cheese, but it's a fun. It's fine. It's I I yeah I I liked it though. I'm I'm with you on that one. The I, I just I, when I saw Florida Project on the list, I was like, all right, I gotta watch this movie because it's a massive hole in the hole in the the knowledge and right, but when i was done i was like that that woman is the most unlikable creature i think that's ever been birthed <laughs> yeah yeah uh what did you think about call me by your name you, you mentioned that that was another one that you hadn't seen until we gave you these lists yeah i thought it was really good i it's granted it's a movie i'm never ever gonna watch again but right. it was a yeah. really great like romance like summer in italy with all the peaches growing everywhere and yeah uh, yeah it's really nice yeah. Okay, but, you know, I just <laughs> what I yeah, want I to comment on a, your list real quick. I want to know why yeah. the greatest movie of 2017 wasn't on your list. Lady Bird. Okay, so that's a good point. <laughs> that was going to be in my honorable mentions. Like it's 14, 15, yeah. 13. But I figured since it was already on already on your list, I, I wanted to give some attention elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, Man, it's I, I don't really have a leg to stand on to be honest because it is great. It's a fantastic yeah. movie, um, but it's also like it's kind of I don't know. Like you like sadness a lot, I think. And, uh, <laughs> there's like some sad, sad boy, sad stuff sad going boy. on in that in that movie and in Florida Project. It's just yeah, it's it's one of those that I really loved and it's fantastic. And Greta Gerwig is queen of us all, but. 
it was I don't know. It's one of those. You like sadness, that... I think, is the best thing a guest has ever said to one of us. Hey, look, it's <laughs> yeah. so funny. It's it's a... and also true. We are two little sad boys that like little sad boy yeah, movies. It's it's great, man. I just want to feel emotion when I watch a movie. Well, yeah, I right on. Then maybe your life itself is cool, and you're like, all right, I need I need to run the gamut of that, emotion. Like, yeah, you know for what? Me, I'm just like. You are spot on. No, my life is it. so cool that I need Obviously the sadness. Thank it. you for saying that. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Gosh, quit saying nice things to Ty. <laughs> Guests, this is a PSA to every guest we'll have on for the re- Quit saying nice things to Ty. I have to talk to him. And it's, he's insufferable. It's just absolutely insufferable to talk to because you will even hint at paying him a compliment. And he's going to ride that high right. for a month, and I've, I've got to hear about it. You know it. what? I don't even care about losing anymore, because last week I got called Chris Evans. Gosh. This week, my life is the greatest thing ever, so I have to watch sad movies. I mean, this is just fantastic. He didn't even say that. I, he I, did not even say he, that. He, he, he implied just took it. a sort of compliment and exploded it. <laughs> he implied it. I hate he you implied so much. It. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the, I hate this podcast. I'm so mad that people are listening. <laughs> Oh, All man. right, um, Jacob. Unless you have any more questions for us, I think I'm going to get us out of here. No, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's it. I, I think I asked what I needed to ask and said what I needed to say. I guess. Heck yeah. Sweet. We really appreciate you being on. You're a great guest. You have an impeccable taste in the list <laughs> and in 2017 movies. And I'm very thankful for you for picking my list and not Ty's stupid list. Hey, but thanks for the compliment. Uh, that. That made up for it. Gosh, so angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the rankings. We want to thank our special guest, Jacob Dial. Um, Jacob hosts a podcast called Dialogue with Wildebeest. Uh, and I, know, I understand you guys are on kind of a hiatus because your your co-host uh, had a kid recently, which is just incredibly selfish. So of him to selfish. Do that in the middle of your, your podcasting season. Yeah, I know. I can't believe he would do that. We were getting um, such but... a following, too. There were like 100 people <laughs> listening to us from Madagascar. And, oh, uh, dude, that's a, I'm we just don't kidding. get a hundred listeners. Yeah, that's way more that's than us. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was that's like that's when I say a hundred. What I mean is me listening to it to get the times and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, Ty, Ty's family is most of our listeners, yeah. so I get it. Uh, but yeah, make sure make sure to check out Dialogue with Wildebeest, Jacob's podcast. Uh, he, I think you said you you guys are going to get back into making that here soon, hopefully. But if not, you've got a, a good chunk of episodes in the backlog that people can uh, people can go visit. So yeah, uh, make sure and do that. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod. Uh, we will be back with a new episode next week. Until next time, I tried to start a revolution, but I didn't get enough pamphlets. So hardly anyone turned up. Thanks. Bye. See ya.